This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I've seen at least one listener post on our social media that she's already disappointed, bummed, sad. Anticipating the end of the NFL season, meaning the Super Bowl, which is exactly five weeks from tonight. So in this this moment, in this space, five weeks from now, we will be talking about the champion crowned at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. First time for the Super Bowl in Vegas. First time, obviously, at the Raiders' new home. Super Bowl 58 is just five weeks away, and that means our Super Bowl post-game show is just five weeks away. Gosh, this will be my 12th. Super Bowl post-game show here on CBS Sports Radio since we just celebrated our birthday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The Raiders are not in the playoffs. No team from the AFC West made it outside of the Chiefs, who were the division champions again. And they... Now, this is strange to me. I know Saturday night under the lights is a big deal, and Arrowhead's going to be cold Who knows how many of the Dolphins will be shell-shocked because of the cold. The winds blow through that stadium like nobody's business. Tyreek Hill will be back there. So far, that's not going well for the Dolphins. But it intrigues me that the first ever playoff game on streaming happens at the home of the Super Bowl champions. Now, my first thought is... They're going to lose a lot of viewers, which they are. Forget Paramount Plus. At least with Paramount Plus, you've got the CBS package, which means you get games every week, right? Multiple games, depending on what market you're in. But also Paramount Plus is relatively popular, more popular than Peacock. And we've not seen yet a playoff game on Prime. Don't know if that's part of the package moving forward, but you're talking about the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning NFL MVP, one of the most dynamic players in all of football, and it's going to be on streaming, and the NFL is willing to give up what could be a large audience for a Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, maybe even, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's going to be the case, Maybe even Taylor Swift appearances. And I know that means nothing to many of you, but it means something to the NFL. 
the impressions go way up on social media and people tune in. Swifties tune into these games just to see their girl, which she was at the Golden Globes on Sunday night. So she was not at the game on Sunday. Either way, it's intriguing to me. And I don't know if it's because they're hoping that having the Chiefs on streaming will drive people to subscribe for this one playoff game. What was it? Christmas Eve, there was a regular season game. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it on Peacock. I checked on the scores. That was pretty much it. So this is interesting. Dolphins, Chiefs. And that's just one example of what we'll call a wild card reunion weekend. So what intrigues you about the playoff bracket to this point? Whether you're already missing or, I guess, anticipating the demise of your life without football. (laughs) On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too. 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Atlanta Falcons have already informed Arthur Smith that he will not be retained as the head coach. And this is after three seasons in which they did not make the playoffs and did not have a winning record. So Arthur Blank and Rich McKay met with Arthur on Sunday night. And they still had an outside chance to win the NFC South. But they got shellacked by the Saints. Now, neither one of those teams end up in the playoffs. But they had a bit of a, well, there was a bit of a heated conversation between Arthur and Dennis Allen when this game was done. Because... In the fourth quarter of that one, they were driving up the score. Well, see, I hesitate to use that phrase because driving up the score in the NFL just means you're doing your job. In pro sports, you're not driving up the score. You're you're working. And everybody gets paid to do this gig. And if you don't want a team putting up 48 points on you, then how about play better defense? Right? So I don't have any, any sympathies at all for a team that – beats the snot out of another professional opponent. But it was a 31-point second half and a 17-point second uh, fourth quarter, excuse me, for the Saints. And Arthur Smith took exception to that. And when he did, he had a conversation with Dennis Allen at the, at I guess, midfield or wherever it was that they met. So... That's before Arthur ends up getting fired, but he did get fired right after the fact. And so he becomes the first heading into Black Monday. Expecting Ron Rivera to be on the way out soon. And wouldn't be surprised if Mike Vrabel got let go in Tennessee. Now he's had more consistency at quarterback than have the other two teams, but very often one common theme when it comes to teams that aren't winning. Now, I'm not saying that it isn't their fault. Sometimes it's poor drafting, poor scouting, poor evaluating. But in the case of the Falcons, since Matt Ryan, they've struggled to figure out what to do at quarterback. Right? They moved on from him, and it's been 
Marcus Mariota, right? Now, they kind of missed out on the boat last year with the whole revolving door. Not the revolving door, excuse me. The uh, Russian roulette of quarterbacks. I also call it musical chairs. I've got a bunch of analogies for quarterbacks. But they bring in Marcus Mariota, kind of missing out on a higher profile free agent. But because he had a pre-existing relationship with Arthur Smith, they were hoping they would capture some magic there. No. They bench him late in the season for Desmond Ritter. Ritter then starts this year as the full-time QB, only to lose his gig to Taylor Heineke. Yeah, that Taylor Heineke, who almost always is the guy doing mop-up duty at the quarterback position. He's made a career of it, first with Washington and now with Atlanta. And so here they are again without a real answer at quarterback. Now, I do love that they got Bijan Robinson. He's been fantastic for them. Only 28 yards in this game, but they really needed to try to pass the ball to keep up with the Saints. Either way, he was very effective in the receiving game. Over 100 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. So Bijan has been awesome. Drake London ended up with 900 yards this season and a couple of touchdowns. I know they would like more from him, but a lot of that, again, when you're talking about receiving, comes down to or starts with your quarterback. So for the Falcons, this is not a surprise. They really didn't show any signs of life under Arthur Smith. No progress, really, since they let go of Dan Quinn. Doesn't seem like they made any moves forward. We'll see what they're looking for next. He was supposed to be this offensive guy who could get the best out of the end of Matt Ryan's career slash move forward with someone new. But that didn't happen. And so Falcons and Saints were still technically alive for the playoffs until the Buccaneers won their division title. This is Arthur Smith before the news breaks that he's been fired by Atlanta. It's such a privilege to work with these guys. Uh, they've, they've worked extremely hard all season. You know, we've clearly come up short, but I appreciate the hell out of them. Um, love coaching this team. I don't know if the Saints will make a change. That's an interesting question. Dennis Allen's just been there for a hot second, but they kind of feel like they're in no man's land too. Obviously, the whole Sean Payton piece of this took a year off for broadcasting, then went to the Broncos. They were handsomely compensated for it. But is Dennis Allen the answer? Or were they just biding their time till a different candidate could come along? The Saints, while they do win this game and finish with a record above 500, so they actually would have won the NFC South had the Buccaneers not beat the Panthers heartily, nine to nothing. We'll we'll get to the Buccaneers coming up. But the Saints, eh. I mean, there were games where Derek Carr looked terrific, like today. But there were also games where their offense was stuck in neutral or going backwards. They didn't have Alvin Kamara today. The whole Mike... Thomas thing, that's done. It never panned out. 
I, we love Chris Olave. Rashid Shaheed was another good young rookie. Bunch of injuries, though, and not enough consistency offensively. Now, they started out like a house on fire defensively and were really tough all season. I love the veterans they have on defense. So give them credit for a, a winning record. But in that division, not enough. So I don't know about Dennis Allen. I guess I wouldn't be surprised either way. He did ultimately apologize for the 48 on the Falcons. And I'm going to start off by apologizing to Arthur Smith and the and the Falcons. Um, that was not a play that we intended to run down there to finish out that game. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Uh, we should have taken a knee. So um, I want to apologize to them. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Uh, we should have taken a knee. So... Um, I want to apologize to them because, um, oh. look, we're all like it, it, it's we got a good rivalry um, and, it, and it's a heated rivalry. Um, but there's a way we go about doing our business. And I wasn't happy about that. Weird. I think we got a little redux in there. Uh, he's referring to Jameis Winston, who goes in at quarterback and down on the one yard line, ends up running it in instead of taking a knee. So they pile on another seven points with a minute to go. So, okay, whatevs. We'll see what happens with Dennis Allen. But we already know the Panthers in the NFC South are looking for a head coach. And now you've got the Falcons looking for a new head coach as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Black Monday is what it's called. What about Bill Belichick? What about Ron Rivera? What about Mike Vrabel? Again, just mentioned Dennis Allen. Wouldn't be surprised there either. Even with some of the other losing teams, though, you get the sense that the coaches are in good standing. Even the coaches, some of the coaches that have had to make tough transitions or transitions at key places, like, for instance, Uh, Matt LaFleur, he was under fire a little bit at the end of last season because they didn't make the playoffs. But Jordan Love, once he found his footing, once Aaron Jones was healthy, that team has really surged. The defense has been better. And so now Matt is back in good standing in Green Bay. Not making a change in Minnesota. They went half the year without their quarterback and their best player. But they end up missing out in the playoffs. I wonder about Chicago. Is it too soon to get rid of Matt Eberflus? But we know there are a lot of question marks. For instance, Justin Fields apparently said his goodbyes just in case this is the end of him in Chicago. Of course, it was a lot of ups and downs. But uh, you know, I grew a lot, learned a lot this year, and you know, I think it's going to do nothing but help me in the future. Pretty succinct. But he did admit that he may or may not be there next season and the Bears may or may not move on. I don't know that you can blame Justin. Now, he's had some pretty significant injuries, but everything around him has been in flux and has changed. And there have been various ways of trying to use him and coach him. So I don't get a sense yet that there's been enough stability around him for him to really settle in to one style, one system, one direction, one 
voice, one vision, if you will. We know Arizona's not going to make a change. They actually finished pretty strong, considering uh, that they didn't have Kyler Murray for the first part of the year. And that includes, they win today? No, no, the Matt Prater missed a field goal late. Okay, so I'd be surprised if Seattle made a change. I know they missed the playoffs, but they did finish above 500. Try to think if there's anybody else. The Giants aren't going to change it. Brian Dayball, just his second year. And they also went through the issues with the quarterback. I don't know about Daniel Jones moving forward, but I do know that Dayball, Saquon Barkley comes back and finishes, what, just shy of 1,000 yards a season. Um, they had some some good young players with, with big-time performances. The defense was terrific this year for most part. So I don't. I'm pretty confident that Brian Dayball is not going anywhere, right, Jay? I would say so. The team never really quit on him, no matter how bad it got. Mm-hmm. So I say he's coming back. Yeah, we think Ron Rivera is probably out of a job. We know Brandon Staley's already gone. Sean Payton's obviously safe. Though the Broncos were a disappointment second half of the year. We'll see about Antonio Pierce. I. It's interesting question about Robert Sala in New York, but I don't think they'll fire him for this reason. The answer to every question about the Jets this year is, oh, but we should have had Aaron Rodgers. Oh, but it would have been different with Aaron Rodgers. And I agree that it likely would have been different. Now, would they have been a playoff team? I don't know. I guess if you want to hang your hat on the fact that they ended their drought against New England on Sunday, fine. But the offense was hideous. It didn't really matter who they put out there. Trevor Simeon. Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle, and they tried everything. It didn't matter. It was hideous. And this is with the young guys, the the guys that they really like, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall coming back. I mean, they had good pieces around the quarterback, but it was a disaster at QB. Again, a team that was built for Aaron Rodgers with the pieces that Aaron wanted. Dalvin Cook didn't last the season. Did Randall Cobb catch more than five passes? I don't remember the last time we mentioned Randall Cobb's name. Alan Lazard, too. Signed a big deal there. Didn't really do anything this year. Right. And, and again, part of that can be because of the quarterback issues they had. Remember, they went for weeks without throwing a touchdown to a wide receiver. They went weeks without scoring a touchdown, for heaven's sakes. So the answer to every question about the Jets is, well, it would have been different with Aaron Rodgers. Right, so I don't think they make changes in New York only because they do have this team that's built for Rodgers next season. And then the Patriots are a big one. What happens with Bill Belichick? Uh, Reportedly, there are meetings with the Crafts and Belichick coming up this week. I know for his part, he was really tight-lipped. Didn't want to talk about what's next. I just think just the worst season of his coaching career definitely sounds like it has weighed on him. As far as the future goes, I'll sit down with Robert as I do every year at some point at the end of the season. And, you know, we'll talk about things as we always do. I'm sure that'll happen. Um, But that's really about all I have to say about that right now. Yeah, you're not going to get much out of him. I don't think, though, it sounds like he's a coach who intends to retire. 
I enjoy coaching. Um, like I said, it was a disappointing season. I covered that in the opening statement. And really don't have anything to add. That's how I feel. But no, I still I like coaching the team. I like preparing the team, game planning, coaching on Sundays. Um, but the results weren't good. And none of us are happy with those. Sounds like he's got a cold. Uh, he was out there with. I mean, I know it was snowing in New England or snowing in in uh, Foxborough, which is halfway between Boston and Providence. It was snowing pretty hard. It looked really cool. Uh, that was the same snow that I had in my neighborhood a few hours before that. Um, but he looked miserable. He had a, a, what are those called, a mask? Like all over his whole face. You could barely see anything except for his two beady eyes. So I'm sure he's had a miserable day and a miserable season. But there are teams that will line up to bring him on board if he parts ways with the Patriots and the Kraft family. I have no doubt about that. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, early impressions of the NFL playoff picture. We've got the matchups for Super Size Wild Card Weekend, which start on Saturday afternoon and run through Monday evening. So it'll be our third weekend in a row, this is next weekend, that we'll have football on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Because coming up on Monday evening is the College Football Playoff National Championship game. So Michigan and Washington, one versus two. That comes from Houston, actually, at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 local time on Monday night. And then, of course, next weekend, it's all NFL playoffs, but it runs over the course of those three evenings. So we'll give you the schedule. Talked a little about the coaches that could get fired or could not get fired. Every time someone mentions Mike McCarthy, I have to laugh out loud. Cowboys next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. First and goal at the three for Dallas on their first possession. Prescott under center, play fake, boot to the right, throws it the right side of the end zone. Tolbert, a nice step inside the defender, and Jalen Tolbert caught it for the Cowboys touchdown. 
It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. The Dallas Cowboys were playing for the NFC East title. Same time the Eagles were on the road at the Giants. Actually, someone offered me tickets to that game because uh, some friends of mine, they travel from Connecticut and in the snow didn't want to make the trip to MetLife Stadium. And I politely declined because on Sundays it's impossible to go to one game when there's so much else to watch. Uh, However, it sounded like, well, the stadium looked half empty on TV, but it did sound like the Giants fans enjoyed their swan song in 2024, well, the, the 23 season. So the Eagles never had a shot. The way they played, they never had a shot against the Giants. And the Cowboys... We're on the road at Washington. Now, they've been a decidedly different team at home versus on the road, and they did fall behind 10-7 to in this game, but the Tolbert TD and then Dak to CD, by the time they get to halftime, they're well on their way. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 31 straight points after falling in that early hole. And as they rout the commandos, Ers, they clinch the NFC East Division title. And I'm sure you've heard this stat before. That's 19 straight seasons without a repeat champion for the NFC East. That is amazing. Two decades of turnover. But it just say to you how competitive this division is and how deep the rivalries and the traditions as well as the acrimony how deep they run the familiarity breeds contempt although my hubby did say to me on Sunday it's just not the same Cowboys versus Commanders (laughs) right it doesn't have that same ring to it as Cowboys Redskins but of course it is the same franchise so congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys And I know this was the Commanders, blah, 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 whatever. It's still a brilliant season for Dak Prescott. 36 touchdowns, most in the NFL, only nine interceptions, better than 4,500 yards for Dak. Obviously, a a great connection with CeeDee Lamb, who had a dozen touchdowns and 135 catches, which was the most in the NFL. That's now one of the most productive QB receiver combos in all of football. And while I'm doing my research, I came across this little stat. We call him nerd alerts. Mike McCarthy, first team in Cowboys franchise history to lead them to three consecutive seasons with at least 12 wins. That's the way we wanted it. And um, I, I think you just... You know, we understand all the narratives around the game, but, you know, frankly, it's still a division game, and, and that's really was our approach. The team should be proud of a two-seed in a division championship and because uh, I'm, I'm proud of them. Um, but most importantly, it's playoff time, and we, we need to play our best football. It doesn't matter who we play, where we play them. Stepping in, taking, the, the, taking over the play calling, um, and really much more than that. I mean, just you, you can ask him his weekly schedule and the way that he's approached um, has been much different than it has in the past past years. And just uh, I talk about communication, accountability. Um, yeah, it, it's been amazing. I can't, I can't thank him enough. 
Yeah, big time change for the Cowboys this year. Remember Kellen Moore went on to, well, he left and uh, the Cowboys didn't want him back anyway, though. But he went on to the Chargers to work with Justin Herbert. Don't know what's going to happen there. Not with Herbert, but with the rest of the coaching staff, of course, uh, likely to end up being on the uh, say unemployment line. Uh, I would not be surprised if we got another job quickly. But Mike McCarthy took over as the Cowboys play caller. And even though there was that early game or earlier game against the San Francisco 49ers in which the offense just looked brutal, and, and the game against Arizona as well, though the defense bears some responsibility there. This Cowboys team, offensively, has been locked in for a good majority of the 2023 campaign. And I know most people are on the Lamar Jackson MVP bandwagon, I don't know. I think Dak Prescott gets some votes. I think Dak Prescott deserves some votes. All of the conversation around him and the the talk that he couldn't carry a team and can't lead a team, he's the undisputed leader of those Cowboys. They respect him so much to the hilt. And maybe it's taken him a little longer, but he's found a comfort zone. Maybe it's about Mike McCarthy calling plays and giving him a little more ownership on the field. He is one of our candidates for TD, not TD of the week. He is one of our candidates for Monday MVP. It's been a while since we've done this first time in 2024. So find that on Twitter, After Hours, CBS, and also on our Facebook page. So now the Cowboys head into the postseason as the two seed. And they've got a position of strength. They get a home game against the Green Bay Packers, Mike McCarthy's former team. Seriously. <laughs> the way the the wildcard weekend turned into a bunch of reunions is pretty interesting to me. But, yeah, what a year for the Cowboys offensively. Obviously, job isn't finished, but definitely going to enjoy this moment. Happy to be back in the playoffs, of course, and um, happy to be home. C.D. Lamb has been a revelation that connection with Dak's gotten better and better. And we haven't even talked about the defense. Micah Parsons all up in Sam Howell's grill all the time. Point blank period. <laughs> that defense is fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. And I can't wait till Micah's pod comes out. But did you see his quote? The regular season is cute. That's what he called it. <laughs> <laughs> the regular season is cute. Laugh now, cry later. <laughs> People are like, oh, you played great for a while, but this is legacy. It's always the term of be phenomenal or be forgotten. As for Mike McCarthy, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about facing the Green Bay Packers. Now, on the flip side, Ron Rivera... He believes the commanders are in much better shape than when he got there. How much that has to do with him? Probably culture. I would give him credit for that. He certainly sets the tone. But the fact that they've had this sale and the Snyders are no longer in charge, that's also a major piece of it. But it could spell out the end of Rivera in D.C. This is a very passionate fan base. And their expectations are big. And I think these are the kind of people that can come in and lead that. And so this is this is what I, I think that he should be excited about. Sam Howell started most of the year. 
Maybe I'm being kind here. I, I I think the question mark is still very much attached to Sam Howell as the QB of the Commandos. Tough year, you know, not the year we we expected to have, not the year we wanted to have. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think it's it was one of those things where I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot as a player, as a person. Um, and for that, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, as for Washington, he ends up just shy of 4,000 yards. Sometimes uh, the numbers don't don't update, or I look at a website that's not been updated, but let me check this one just to be sure. Yeah, it ends up just shy of 4,000 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Not all on him, for sure, but there have been a few passionate, frustrated outbursts from Washington. Remember, they traded away Chase Young. Who Remind me who else they traded away to the Bears. Um, Montez Sweat. That's right, Montez Bowler. Sweat, yep. Uh, and and clearly are in the bit in the midst of house cleaning, and so I I don't think that Ron Rivera is naive about it, nor anybody else in Washington's locker room that pretty much everyone is subject to change. Now coming up in that same division, the NFC East, the Eagles fall; they tumble from an eleven and one start to the five seed in the conference. They'll play on the road to open the playoffs. This is your defending NFC champions. On the road at Tampa. How did those two teams finish up the regular season? Well, even though one team won and the other lost. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It wasn't all that different. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Barkley splits out the right slot. Taylor in a shotgun set brings Barkley in motion. Hands it off for Barkley in motion. Runs left to the goal line. Touchdown, Giants. Taylor pitches it right for Barkley. Saquon jukes a man and into the end zone for the touchdown. His second in the ball game, and with 5.08 to go in the half, it's now 16-0 Giants with the extra point pending. Mariota back to throw under pressure. Fumble the football, it's recovered by the Giants. Aziz Ojolari recovered it, 
Did Thibodeau knock it out? And the Giants are going to get the ball back. Shepard smiling. <laughs> Fourth turnover by the Eagles as Ogilary recovers the fumble. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Bob Papa on Giants Radio. Did you get the sense the Eagles just waved the white flag? A.J. Brown gets hurt with a knee injury, though they say it's they don't think it's a serious knee injury. Jalen Hurts has a middle finger pop out of place. I'm not sure if you've seen the video or the photos where he's holding his middle finger up in the air and it's crooked. Like from the last knuckle, or I guess depending upon how you're looking at your finger, from the first knuckle down from the fingernail, it's it's flicked out sideways. It just, and so it's really gross. Uh, and maybe that was a microcosm for, or it was a picture really of the entire day. And honestly, the last month for the Eagles, it's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. The Giants were up 24 nothing at the half. The Eagles gave up 415 yards to the Giants And then on the flip side, had four turnovers. So neither offense nor defense really showed up to play, even with the NFC East title on the line. So a lot of different guys end up getting hurt, banged up, get pulled from this game. Ultimately, like I say, it felt like they just waved the white flag. And here they are. Their precipitous slide downhill continues through the end of the regular season. Instead of the NFC East title, for a second consecutive year, they finish as the five seed and will be on the road at Tampa Bay. So they are the last of the wild cards to get into action coming up Monday evening in Florida. The Eagles started out 11 and one, but really never looked solid, never looked consistent, never felt like they find they found that same rhythm on offense that they did last year, but also their defense was much maligned this year. Now, remember, Jonathan Gannon left as their D coordinator and went to coach the Arizona Cardinals, and they brought in Matt Patricia, who was their de facto coordinator. He was the play caller on defense. And so the defense was a glaring change from a year ago. But it's it's not just on the defense. This is an all-team effort. They lose five of their last six. Every game you use as a tool to help yourself get better. Um, and so we'll look at this game. We'll, get, we'll make the corrections from this game. Um, you know, obviously, we're all going to be pissed off after this game. And But it's you still, yes, you have to flush it. Yes, you have to move on. You have to flush this last month. Um, like I said, a lot of teams want to be in our position. Uh, everybody's 0-0 to start this, to start this thing off. Um, and, you know, flush this game, but also learn from it, just like you do every opportunity you get on the field. Nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. Not anything of the past. Um, not any record. <clears throat> not any um, past wins or losses. It's more than capable of taking advantage of what's what's in front of us. Um, you got you got to do the work, and you got to you got to do what you need to do. Um, but you know, all, all you need is a crime. All you need is an opportunity. All, all I need is a crime. At first, I thought he said, all you need is a crime. And I'm thinking, a crime of opportunity? Because then he says, all you need is an opportunity. <laughs> all you need is a crime. All you need is an opportunity. And what? 
there's a distraction and no one notices you anymore. <laughs> All I need is a crumb. <laughs> I realize now he said crumb, but initially I thought, what? A crime of opportunity. They started 11 and 1, and they finished up 11 and 6. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. Or they started out 10 and 1, I should say, and finished up 11 and 6. It's after hours on our Facebook page where you can weigh in for Monday MVP. Also, our show Twitter account, After Hours CBS, and we're taking your initial reflections on the playoff picture, the playoff seeds, as well as the actual schedule that was released late on Sunday evening. Following Sunday Night Football, here's what we know. It's a reunion weekend in addition to being a supersized wildcard weekend. Uh, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Those two teams will wrap it up in Tampa on Monday evening. But Saturday's matchup is Cleveland at Houston and then Miami at Kansas City. That one's on Peacock. If you don't have it, uh, I suggest you pirate a stream. No, don't do that. You did not hear that from me. Uh, Or you listen to it on the radio, which I will be doing. Uh, Then you have Pittsburgh at Buffalo to start out the triple header on Sunday. Green Bay at Dallas. Juicy. And the Rams at the Lions, which is one of those stop it moments. Stop it, NFL. Just stop it. Matthew Stafford going back to the Lions where, of course, he had much success for what was it, 12 years in his career, 11 years in his career. And then the Lions, who take the cast off Jared Goff as their quarterback three years ago in a trade and look at what they built around him. Now, we do not know about Sam Laporta. We'll get to the Lions after the top of the hour and Dan Campbell's assessment of his rookie tight end. But I promised you... The Buccaneers, these are Baker's Bucks, if you don't mind. 52 seconds, 51. Bucks will probably let it count down and take a timeout, then snap the ball one more time, and this game is over, and the championship caps will be put on in the locker room and the T-shirts. One more kneel down. Here's the final snap of the game to Baker Mayfield. The kneel is down. The shutout preserved. The Buccaneers win our third consecutive NFC South Championship. Celebrate. Celebrate, Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the playoffs with a 9-8 and eight record. Baker Mayfield, new quarterback. Chase McLaughlin, a new kicker. They both play a big, big part of the success this team has had kicker. in 2023. Now we're here in 2024. Happy New Year, Dave. Happy what a New way Year. To, what a way to bring in the new, huh? Hey, guys, that's a hell of a job going back to back Ooh. to back. Teamwork to see when we got to be in. If we play sure. Sunday or Monday, we'll come in on Wednesday. Yes. If we got to play Saturday, we'll come in on Tuesday. Sure. That's a hell of a job, guys. Yeah. We got the whole game. Winfield game balls, but we won the division for the third straight time. Yeah. Everybody! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Todd Bowles that animated before? This has got to feel like a stamp. Uh, a seal, if you will, a validation for Bulls. Because last year he took over a team that had Tom Brady and that was Bruce Arians built. This year, it's his team. There's no Bruce Arians. There's no. I mean, I think he still works for the, for the organization, but there's no shadow. And he started with a Baker Mayfield, right, in a lot of different parts. I mean, that... That Super Bowl team broke up last year, and it's a lot of new pieces and a lot of different parts, and he sounds he sounds proud and, and good for him. It's good to know you won't go 0-17. <laughs>
They are the third straight year as NFC South champions, this time with Baker. A lot of guys stepped up and made a lot of big plays on defense. And, uh, yeah, offensively, it's just um, we ran the ball when we needed to. It wasn't a pretty win by any means, but uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. And Now we're in the playoffs. We're division champs. And so let's hit the reset button and, and see who we play and go from there. I said this earlier, but I think it's worth repeating because it actually is a bit mind-blowing. I wouldn't have thought this was the case. If you told me one team had made the playoffs four consecutive years out of the NFC, just one, I wouldn't have guessed Buccaneers on my first round. But Buccaneers it is. The only team in the NFC to reach the playoffs the last four years in a row. Remember, the Packers had Aaron Rodgers, and then they didn't. They missed the playoffs last year with Week 18 and a chance to clinch. They didn't do the same. There was no repeat in 2024. So we'll get to the Packers coming up next. As I say, we've got your playoff schedule hot off the presses. It's a reunion wildcard weekend after hours on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.